started to say the Burgess family, but the Burgess couple with us tonight. Brother and Sister Burgess, we love them and appreciate them. And uh, what, what wonderful laborers of the gospel uh, this couple is. And it is an extreme honor, honor to have you all. Thank you. Thank you for being here. Appreciate the preaching of the Word of God this morning. Appreciate the great fellowship that we had yesterday evening uh, and this afternoon for lunch. And uh, I just have been enriched and blessed by being in their presence, gleaning from their spirit and, and the conversation. What a blessing. What a blessing. And uh, I believe the Lord's going to speak to us again tonight. Help us with the good word of God. Amen. Everybody say God bless the preaching of the word of the Lord. Well, praise the Lord. Hallelujah. I'm going to tell you what. You can't go anywhere in this world and have any more fun and better time than in the house of the Lord. Hey, look, folks, it's fun living for God. It's not all uphill. My goodness, sometimes it's just shout and glorify God. I'd do it all over again. I've been living for God for 40-something years. I, I just regret that I don't have another 40 years to do this. Praise the Lord. I, uh, I, I, I was in the presence of a friend of mine. He's, he's gone on to meet the Lord. But um, he told me one time, he said, Brother Burgess said, this is the hardest. He had been a logger, and he'd logged in um, uh, Alaska and around in Washington. And he said, this is the hardest thing. And, and God called him to preach. He built a wonderful church. He was older in his 40s when he started preaching. He said, this is the hardest thing I've ever done in my life. He said, you know what I mean? I said, no, I don't. <laughs> he looked at me kind of funny. He said, you don't? I said, no. I don't know what you're trying to say. Man, it's, it's the easiest thing I've ever done. Praise the Lord. Look, I don't have no bad stories to tell. Praise God. God is good to me. Praise the Lord. God is good to me. Praise the Lord. You can be seated if you'd like to. Sister Burgess, are you going to sing? Huh? Okay, come on front. Praise God. I feel like it's a great honor for us to be here in this service and this weekend, I, uh, you leave a lot of memories and have a lot of memories. And uh, I've, I've carried the memories of Jennings in my life for close to 40 years. And um, this church birthed me and my wife, gave birth to us. And I know that it's not the same congregation, but some of those that gave birth to us are still here in this service. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. After 40 years, they're still giving birth to children in the kingdom of God. Praise the Lord. I drove up on the parking lot yesterday. I had been traveling some, and I was tired, and I left my car parked here, and and I drove up in the parking lot, and uh, I called Brother Townley and and I had a different number than one he was using at that time. And so 
my wife said, what are we going to do? I said, you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to roll these glasses of this car down. I'm going to lean the seat back, and I'm going to get that that neck pillow, and I'm going to go to sleep right here in this parking lot. Elder, I felt such a wonderful spirit of the Lord. Man, it's peace around the house of God. It's peace in the presence of the Lord. Somebody told me one time, said, you know what you need to do, Brother Burgess? You need to make sure all these pews are filled up with people because if if they're not if there's not people sitting on these pews, the devil will be sitting on them. I said, not in this church. <laughs> not in this church. I'm going to tell you, everywhere you look, that there's not, uh, nobody there, there's an angel sitting there. Yeah. Amen. The devil can't even get inside the door. Oh, hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Amen. Thank God. All right. I'm glad to see you, Brother Alexander. Um, I was thinking about this brother tonight that he said this was what he was used to. And you know, when you're born in the fire, you can't have anything less. You have got to, you have got to be somewhere where you can get the fire of God moving and reigning in your heart. And I'm so thankful for the Holy Ghost tonight. I can remember when I first got the Holy Ghost, um, I, I was so excited. And I went home and I was telling my mother and my sister about the Holy Ghost. And my sister looked at me and said, you know what's going to happen to you? She said, you're going to wind up in an, in an insane asylum. That's what's going to happen to you. I said, well, if I do, it'll be the best insane asylum I've ever went to. And I'm still so excited about serving Jesus. It's been 40-something years, but you know what? The Lord never, never leaves you. And, um, you know, uh, the Bible says the Lord is a strong tower, and he that runneth into it is safe. And if you need Jesus tonight, you run into that tower, and you will be safe. I'm so thankful for the Lord tonight. I'm going to try to sing. I haven't been singing for a long time, several years now. But I'm going to sing this song. More than well. More than fame, wealth, or desire. More than all this world's attire. More than anything in my life, I've got to make it. Take my possessions, grand or small, friends and family, you can take it all. More than anything in my life, I've got to make
evening. Um, thank you, Brother Townley, for being kind to us and inviting us to come by and uh, preach to your go- good congregation and, of course, your wife. And it's so good to see the elder here tonight. Praise the Lord. Love you, Brother Alexander. Praise God. And isn't it wonderful that God has blessed folks and he told me that they were 94 years old and uh, that's getting pretty old brother Alexander (laughs) praise the Lord (laughs) hallelujah but it's so good to see you at 94 amen Amen. hallelujah and sister Alexander God bless these old warriors of the Lord Amen, that has fought the fight, stood the test of time, still loving God. Praise the Lord. It gives folks like me uh, incentive uh, to stay true to the Lord and hold on to God. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. I appreciate the fact that I'm just, you know, I've been knowing Brother Townley for a while, uh, but I never really got to know him, if you know what I mean. And uh, 
I reached over a few minutes ago and say, told him, I said, you act like Shannon. That's my son. I said, or oh, Shannon acts like you. They're the same age. Amen. I, I appreciate men that has the fire of God in their heart and life. I'm going to tell you, God doesn't need any deadheads in the house of the Lord. Hallelujah. He wants you to be on fire for the Lord. Amen. Thank God. And it's so good to see so many folks here. I, uh, I'm not going to preach long, so I'll take a few times just, uh, just to walk down memory lane, I suppose. Amen. But uh, I... I saw a lot of folks that I, I didn't recognize. I did recognize Sister Johnson. I think of all the folks that uh, that I remember, Sister Johnson was the only one that I really did recognize. But uh, I saw her before service was out, and I knew. I said, that has to be Sister Johnson. And, uh, and of course, I, I'm, I didn't know Sister Duplichet, uh She's dyed her hair. <laughs> I guess at least it's not the same color. <laughs> Praise the Lord. Amen. And it's so good to see all of the folks and you that came up and introduced yourself. Uh, thank you for doing that. It just, uh, I remember the names. I um, don't remember too much about most of the folks. But uh, Sister Dee Dee, so good to see you. And uh, I remember a lot of good church we had right here in this building. Praise God. God's been doing work here for many years, hasn't he? Yes, Praise the Lord. Thank God. Where I'm from, or where I work, and my life's work has been in a place where um, you talk to them about apostolic doctrine and the truth of God's word. They ask you, is, is this some kind of new religion that's just started? They don't know anything about Pentecost. Our county, uh, the only one apostolic church in our county is Jesus' name Pentecostal Church that I established, started, and built. The only one. There's no other church in the county. And, uh, and I drive through South Louisiana when I come and uh, East Texas and Mississippi and there's churches on every corner and uh, it's kind of like uh, I'm going to just take my liberty tonight I may never get to come back <laughs> you mean it's kind of like uh, this uh, little story that there was a guy that got in a shipwreck and uh, got abandoned on an island made it to an island and he um, he wrote SOS in the sand and did all the things he could do to get attention. And, of course, you can picture after being there in the years and struggling to survive and to eat. And, and he looked across the horizon, and here came a spot over the ocean. He got excited. His heart began to race and... Uh, and closer it got, more he realized that uh, it was a boat headed toward the island. He got really excited then. And um, so 
the crew on the boat docked on the sand shores and got out and began to wade ashore. They thought the island was uninhabited. And they saw this old man, long hair and beard, raggedy clothes, barefooted. And they saw three huts that was built on the on the uh, island. They got to talking, wanted to know how long he'd been there. He'd have kept time some kind of way and told them years. They said, well, I noticed, is there anybody else here? He said, no, I'm, I'm by myself. I'm just all alone. No one's ever been here. And um, they said, well, what's this little hut right here? He said, oh, that's my church. That's where I go to church. And he said, what's this other hut? He said, that's, what I, that's where I live. I live there. So, well, what's this other church, uh, this other hut here? He said, oh, that's where I used to go to church. <laughs> so I see a lot of churches that are kind of, amen. But uh, I, I didn't come to this pulpit unprepared or unprayerfully. Uh, uh, I've come serious, preaching is a serious thing I've ever done. And... Uh, I want to first please God here tonight. First, I want to please God. And then secondly, I want to please brother and sister Townley. And then thirdly, I've heard people get in the pulpit and make statements, I don't care what you think about me. I, you're not looking at a preacher that has that feelings. I care what you think about me. And I want to, I want to please you. I want to touch you. Praise the Lord. And before I go into the word of the Lord, I want to say that I'm so happy to see Brother J.W. And, and Brother Nicky here tonight. Praise the Lord. I'm honored that you would take time to come and be with us in service. And I appreciate you being here. Praise God. Let's stand. I want to turn to the word of the Lord in a couple of passages of Scripture. Um, I want to read beginning... And First Samuel chapter number uh, 27 and verse number 10. I'm going to read just, uh, just a portion of this scripture. And Achish said, Whether have you made a road today? In other words, he asked David, Where have you been? Where have you been traveling? And what have you been doing? Where have you made a road? Whether we realize it or not, every day of our life is that we make road through this life. And we travel through life. And we really have all the decisions of life in our own heart and mind. I realize that a lot of things comes on us that that we can't help, that we don't have anything to do with. And um, sometimes life treats us abusive, and sometimes life is not very pleasant to us. But I'm going to tell you, we can't, we can't determine and we can't uh, have everything in our life like we want it. But I can tell you one thing, we can make decisions that is right and good about every, everything of life that comes our way. Praise God. 
I want to read you another scripture, a passage of scripture, the 90th chapter of the book of Psalms. And I'm going to read in the ninth verse, 9 and 1. For all our days are past. Away in thou wrath we spend our years. I want you to remember this. We spend our years as a tale that is told. And the days of our years are there uh, threescore years and ten. And by reason of strength, they be fourscore years. Yet it is their strength, labor, and sorrow. For it is soon cut off and we fly away. Verse number 12. So teach us to number our days that we may apply our hearts unto wisdom. Fourteenth verse, O satisfy us early with thy mercy, that we may rejoice and be glad all of our days. Seventeenth verse, and let the beauty of the Lord our God be upon us, and establish thou the work of our hands upon us, yea, the work of our hands establish thou it. And everybody say amen to the word of the Lord. I want to preach to you, if I can, for a little while about life story. Praise God. Amen. Uh, you can be seated if you'd like to. I am a very uh, vivid reader. I read uh, nearly everything I can get my hands on as long as it's, it's good and wholesome and right. And I don't know if I should admit this. Uh, I even read some fiction. Um, I don't know if that's good or bad, but I do read some fiction. Now, believe it or not, I've read a lot of Lewis Lamar books. Amen. Praise the Lord. Amen. I like it when, when you read a book and, and uh, they can fall a hundred foot down the side of a mountain, get shot off of a horse, Wounded in distress and get up to live for another hour and another day. Praise the Lord. Amen. That's right. Thank God. I'm going to tell you those Sackett brothers are some of the toughest guys that you will ever meet. If it is only in fiction. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. And so uh, I like good I like good stories. I like for them to end. I've read stories that I just almost got frustrated, I did, and even almost angry about how it ended. I didn't like the end of it. I hated the way it ended. I, uh, I, I realize and understand by the stroke of the pen Amen. That the author can do anything in fiction I'm talking about. They can do anything that he wants to with the story. He can uh, make it in good. He can make it in bad. Praise the Lord. I, I never did really. You just stay with me a few minutes. I feel like probably I'll preach to you before it's over with. I never did like an author too much that, that, uh, Kill the main character. 
I just don't like those kind of stories. Amen. I've got rid of, I've, I've read them and, and, uh, and was so disturbed and, and you said, well, preacher, you're weird. Well, maybe I am weird. But I just don't like bad stories. I hate bad stories. I like good stories. I like stories where people are able to, to stand in the test of the storm. I like stories where folks, amen, because the author deemed it right and good, amen, to care, carry those folks that are characters in the story, amen, maybe they suffer afflictions, maybe they suffer abuse, maybe they suffer trials and tribulations and problems and trouble, but they was resilient. They was able to pick up and go on. Amen. I like stories, even true stories, of our settlement, of our nation, and the pushing toward the West, and the frontier days, where people, amen, set out to do things, and nothing stopped them. Nothing, nothing could get in their way, that they just kept going, and Amen. They buried their dead and they preached their funerals and they left them on the wayside and put crosses up and kept traveling on. Praise the Lord. Amen. Kept going on because, amen, they had something inside of them. Amen. That they was pushing toward an obstacle or goal, a dream that they had in their heart and mind. Praise the Lord. Amen. Somebody said, you're a dreamer, preacher. Well, let me dream on. Ah, hallelujah. Hallelujah. I don't have time to sit, amen, in some living room with all the curtains pulled down and the lights all turned off. Amen. And, and uh, beat myself to death because life hasn't been good to me. Praise the Lord. My feeling is that every morning that I get out of bed, I don't care what the problem is in my life. I swing my feet off the bed, put my feet flat on the floor, and I say, look out world, here I come. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. I'm writing a story. (laughs) Lord have mercy. Praise God. Amen, amen, amen. I don't have time. Amen. To sit around uh, in the mully grubs and the complaining. Uh, amen. And talking about what the devil has done to me. Uh, I'm going to tell you he's done everything that he knows how to do to me. Oh, Lord, have mercy. But I'm going to tell you, I, I still got my sword on. Ha ha. Hallelujah. I still got faith in my heart. Uh, I still got the joy of the Lord in my spirit. I, hallelujah to Jesus. I, oh, come on, folks. I, hallelujah. The devil can never reach his hand I, in the bloodstream of the Lord I, and drag you out. I, I tell you, it's time for the church to stand up I, and say, devil, look out. I, here comes the first Pentecostal church I, of Jennings. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Lord, I feel like preaching here today. 
Lord, 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 Jesus, help us, God. I feel like I'm going to preach to somebody here tonight. Hallelujah to Jesus. What I want to preach to you tonight is that you have the pen in your hand. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. You, I was at a meeting one time not too many years ago. And there was an individual that came cruising in there. And he, he'd wrote a lot of bad chapters of his life. He really had. Praise the Lord. And it was out all over the nation. He was writing bad chapters, but yet he was a preacher. And a friend of mine said something about some of the things that he had heard that he did. And the individual, the gentleman got angry at him and said, you know, vile things to him. And this friend of mine said, look, don't get upset at me. Don't get aggravated at me. Don't get mad at me. You're writing the book. All I'm doing is reading the book. Praise the Lord. Oh, come on, folks. Uh, the pen of life is in our hand. Praise the Lord. Amen. You can write any chapter you want to, to you want to write. Uh, and I feel like some of you have wrote bad chapters here tonight. Uh, but I'm going to tell you it's a brand new morning this morning. Uh, Lord, God have mercy. Uh, amen. You can write a brand new chapter in your life. Uh, you can say, I quit writing old chapters. Uh, I quit writing the chapters that's wrong. Uh, and the decision that I made is wrong. Uh, from this night on, I'm going to write uh, a chapter in my life. Uh, amen. That everybody wants to read. Well, hallelujah. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. I remember in the word of the Lord, the Bible said that the children of Israel was on their way to the promised land. And I believe it was Balak that tried to get Balaam to curse the people of God. They said, come on and curse him and I'll give you this and the other. And Balaam went out there, praise the Lord, but when he opened his mouth, amen, nothing but blessings came out. Oh, you know what those children of Israel was doing? Uh, they was writing a story that you and I could read. Uh, amen. The world was against them. Uh, but the, uh, God Jehovah was for them. Uh, and nobody could curse them. Uh, let me tell you something, saints of God. Uh, if you live for God, the world can't do anything to you. Life can't do anything to you. Praise the Lord. He said, you didn't see them from this angle. Come over here and you see it better. And finally the Bible said that he took Balaam up. Amen. That he saw the hinder parts, the last, the strugglers. Amen. Those weak ones, children and women and old men that was weak. And they were struggling along on the road of life. Headed to the promised land. Amen. He said, look, you see the most weak, weakest ones, uh, and maybe you can curse them up. Balaam said, let my last end uh, be like theirs. Praise the Lord. Uh, I'm going to tell you, it's better to be weak uh, and struggling alone uh, and writing good chapters of your life uh, and living for God uh, and fighting the devil uh, and holding the faith uh, and holding to the glory of God uh, and the touch of God. 
God. Amen. Than to be in the world. Come on. Get the pen. And say, I'm going to write a good chapter. Amen. Get the pen of life and say, I'm going to write my life. Amen. That when it ends, it ends good. I saw them push the elder here down the aisle. I'm going to tell you, Brother Alexander, amen, when they brought you to the door, I felt a skip in my heart. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. I saw Sister Alexander. She came in the church, and they shoved him and put him over here. Amen. He's wrote a lot of chapters, been a lot of chapters wrote. Uh, amen. But it is, uh, he may be writing toward the last chapters of his life. Uh, amen. But I'm going to tell you, the devil looks around uh, at this old man. He's got his hands still in the air. Uh, he still had his heart walking with God. Uh, he's still saying, come on, God. Uh, I've got the pen of life in my hand. Uh, and I'm going to write the last chapters. Uh, Amen. That somebody can say that old man loved God. Uh, come on, folks. Uh, you might have wrote bad chapters, uh, but it's time for you to get the head, the pen. Uh, amen. You can write a good chapter. Uh, you can end your life right. Uh, you can end your life with the joy of the Lord uh, and the touch of the Holy Ghost. You can be seated. I look at these young men on the front pew. I feel God's presence here tonight. You're the author. You got you. You have it in your power. How your book's going to end? I look at these young men. I trust and believe. With everything that's in me. You know what? Brother uh, Townley. Amen. I, I hear a whole lot about our younger generation. The teenagers. Amen. Praise the Lord. But aren't you glad you have young men and young ladies in this church. That's full of the Holy Ghost. That has picked up the pen. Hallelujah. And so I don't care what my grandpa did. I don't care what my mama, my daddy did. Amen. My book is going to turn out different. My life is going to turn out different. They might have made a mess out of their life. They might have wrote bad chapters. But I've got the pen of life in my hand. And I've determined. I've made up my mind. Amen. That my book is going to be different. My life is going to be different. Come on, guys. Hallelujah. It'll be a lot of temptations. Young ladies, it'll be a lot of rough roads. But keep the pen of life in your hand. Uh, and say, I'm going to write good chapters. Uh, I'm going to make my book turn out like it's good. Uh, I'm not going to let my life turn out wrong. Hallelujah. 
I, I remember. I don't know. I, I get in trouble sometimes by, well, I won't. I won't hear. I don't know. It, this happened in Louisiana, so I'm not sure. I probably ought not call any names. I don't think it'd be any connection to nowhere, not with anybody here. But years ago, I came to the state of Louisiana, and I preached a few nights. It wasn't here. It was kind of up northwest Louisiana. And uh, there was a young man, elder, that uh, was just started preaching. And he had the anointing of the Lord. I, I really, honestly, he did. Amen. I, he had the touch of the Holy Ghost in his life. And I, I heard later, I followed, kind of followed him. And, uh, and, uh, he did a wonderful job. I, I'm telling you, he, he evangelized in that part and, and he was, uh, he was anointed of the Lord. And even I, I had made mention of him coming to Washington and Washington and preaching for me. I heard just, just few days ago from Brother Jackson. Amen. That he died on drugs at 51 years old. And I believe, if I'm not mistaken, it was in Crowley that he died. Praise the Lord. And I thought, my God, how mercy. Hallelujah. God saved him, touched him, put an anointing of the Lord in his hand. Amen. Gave him the pen of life to write his story out any way that he wanted to write his story out. Amen. But somewhere, somehow, I, I don't know what it was, but the devil drove wedges between him uh, and the God of eternity. Uh, and he began to write letter, write chapters. Uh, and he went back to the hog pen where he came from. Uh, and he went back to the world where he came from. Uh, and died a young man on drugs. Uh, I'm going to tell you, you say it won't happen to me. Uh, I'm going to be honest with you. Uh, every one of us has a potential uh, of being being some way separated uh, from the presence of the Lord. Uh, but I made up my mind. Uh, I've determined in my heart. Uh, I've got it in my spirit. Uh, I've got it in my soul, boys. Uh, I've got it in my life. Uh, amen. My life is going to turn out good. Uh, my life is going to turn out real. Uh, I'm going to write chapter after chapter about loving God, loving God, loving God, loving God, loving God, and hating the devil. It's people right in, you be sitting, it's people right in this church, amen, that hates what they are, and hate where they are, and feel like there's no way out, and maybe you tried to get out before, but I'm going to tell you tonight, you can write a brand new chapter, amen, that I was in the first Pentecostal church on February the 27th, and I let God, I let God... Come on down, God. Help us, Lord.
Lord, I feel God's Holy Ghost here. I feel like God's talking to folks. I'm talking about the whole congregation here. Amen. Praise the Lord. You got the ability to end your life horrible, or you have the ability for it to be a good story. Praise the Lord. Eighteen months ago, I felt, uh, for a lot of reasons, and most especially for health reasons, I felt like that it was time for me to get out from under the stress of pastoring a church. Not living for God, but pastoring a church. And so, we made the transition. My son became pastor doing a good job. Wonderful job with it. And so it uh, was the first year, uh, New Year's rolled around, and it was the first year that I wasn't pastoring. And I decided that, man, I hadn't traveled in years and I'd been tied down. So I, I decided to go just on a tour. Amen. And so, and so this, this, how, this lasted several months. And here I am this year doing the same thing. But uh, I, uh, I came uh, through this country and I wound up over in the state of Mississippi where I had pastored many years ago. For three years, I believe it was, I pastored there. But I had, uh, I had been an assistant pastor, uh, full-time paid assistant in, in a church in uh, Mississippi that if I would call the man's name, everybody has heard of him. He was an icon uh, in the, the apostolic movement. Now, this guy was quite a speaker, and uh, he was called on to preach in a lot of camp meetings and special services and even in uh, out of the country and all of that sort of thing. And, and so I wound up becoming, for a few months, uh, working under him and for him, and the church, and he had a pretty good sized church, and and uh, so I was in the town. I was actually visiting some folks that I. It was some of my first uh, people that I'd ever baptized. Uh, that while I was a pastor in Waynesboro, Mississippi, and they were still living for God, and so we was there visiting them. And she mentioned to me, uh, said, did you know brother so-and-so was in town? I said, no, I didn't. I'd like to see him. Amen. Now, let me tell you about this guy. After I had left and many years I was gone, he, uh, he, he, he allowed things to uh, drive him away from God. And, uh, and so he drove for 25 years. He drove, uh, trucks, 18 wheelers and all that kind of stuff. And, and uh, grew uh, just a great big beard and and in the world, but now he's uh, he's back somewhat. I don't know where he's at, but uh, he claims to be back and he's trying to preach again. And um, so I, I said, I'd like to see him, Elder. And so I, I I called around the country to people that I thought would have his phone number. Finally found it. Called him and he was glad I called him. And I said, I'm I'm in town and. And I heard you was in town. I'd like to get to, you know, visit with you and drink coffee. And uh, he, he agreed to and said he'd like to. So he told me where to meet him at a, at a restaurant. And I drove there. 
And I walked in there. You would have to know this guy and, uh, to understand the story that I'm telling. But uh, when I knew him, he, he was just he was quite a guy anyway. He, he had an airplane, flew an airplane, had a large church preaching, pastoring. Man, everybody had confidence in him. He preached all over the country, everywhere. And uh, I walked in. I didn't recognize him. Of course, him and I both had grown old. And, um, and I looked, and the best words that I could say about him to describe him, he was very unkept. Man, he had kind of long hair, and he, he just didn't look like the person that I would ever thought he would grow old to be. And I sat down with him, Brother Townley, and I hadn't no more got set down with him until bitterness began to roll from him. And he named everybody that I knew, all my friends, and told me how bad they were and what they did to him and, and how that they had damaged him. And that's why he went back into the world. That's why he did years that he did and, and on and on. And I listened to him for a few minutes and, and I, and I called him by name. I said, well, look, let me tell you the only thing I can do. Let me, let me first of all, uh, let me apologize to you. Uh, for all my friends, if they damage you and emotionally cause baggage to be in your life, I, I'm sorry for, I, I, I'm apologizing for them. I, I'm sorry that happened to you. I, I'm sorry that even if those that was not my friends hurt you, I, I, I'm sorry about, about that. I, I said, I just call you to get with you to tell you that I love you with all of my heart. Everything that's within me. Uh, let me tell you how my life has turned out. Uh, amen. I've got two children that both in church. The son is pastoring a church that I have spent my life building. Uh, I have grandchildren that shouting the victory of the Lord uh, and loving God. Hallelujah. I have a granddaughter that's married to a young preacher. Uh, Amen. I have grandchildren that calls me all over the country while I'm gone uh, and says, Papa, come home. I want to see you. Uh, my life is good. Uh, but I'm going to tell you the difference. Uh, amen. While he was being bitter uh, and driving a long haul truck, uh, I was getting up every morning at five and six and seven uh, and going to the house of God uh, and kneeling my knees uh, before the hand of God uh, and saying, God help me uh, to live for God. Uh, that's my, why my life is different from yours. Uh, amen. Because I took the pen of life. Uh, and I said I'm not going to let anything. Uh, I'm not going to let anything uh, make me bitter uh, that I walk out on God. I still feel that way today. Uh, hallelujah. I'm not going to let anything separate me from the love of Jesus Christ. Uh, I'm not going to let things present, things to come. Uh, I'm not going to let anything in this world. Uh, oh, come on, saints of God. Uh, I made up my mind that I'm going to write the last chapters uh, of my life. Uh, amen. Like it ought to be written. You know what? Let me just tell you this. I've read uh, by authors 
that has written books that that was wonderful reading and I enjoyed reading them. And then I picked up a book that where it had two authors. The author that I was uh, used to and could had read before, but they was writing it with another author. And uh, and if you if you really notice through the book, after a while, one author would become very prevalent in the book. Read both authors, but now they're writing one together. And before it's over with, one is going to be the dominant person in that book. And you're going to recognize, man, this is this author. Amen. This is what he does. This is how he writes. This is how he takes the book. This is how he presents himself. Amen. And, and, and it ends like him. You say, Reverend, what are you saying? I'm saying this as long, amen, as you keep the pen in your hand. Amen. You might write any kind of chapter in your life. Amen. But I'm going to tell you, when you come to the altar, amen, and take the pen and say, sweet Jesus. Hallelujah. I'm tired of writing these chapters. Amen. It's not in man to direct their footsteps. You hear me? The Bible said that. Amen. It's not in man to live. Amen. Right without the help of God. I'm going to tell you why you make the decisions that you make. And you've made the decision that you've made. And you wrote the chapters that you wrote. It's because you snatched the fin up. Out of the hands of Jesus Christ. Uh, and you wrote it all by yourself. Uh, but I'm going to tell you tonight. If you'll put your hand in the hand uh, of God Almighty. Uh, amen. If you'll let Jesus reach down from heaven's throne. Uh, and put his hand over your hand. Uh, I'm going to tell you immediately. Your chapters is going to become better. Uh, amen. Your life is going to become better. Uh, your story is going to be better. Uh, it ain't and right. It ain't good. Uh, oh, let me tell you something. Uh, I made up my mind that I'm going to keep my hand uh, in the hand of the Lord God of glory. Uh, I'm going to have Him to help me write my life. Uh, I'm going to have Him to help me write my end. Uh, amen. That whenever you look up, Amen, you say, let my last end be like His. Uh, let my last days be like His. Uh, because the joy of the Lord was in His heart. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. I want you to stand with me. I don't know if you like your book tonight. I don't know if you like your life. If you're satisfied. And if you're happy the way that you're living, then this that I've tried to do won't mean anything to you. But if you can turn your head and look back down the road that you've traveled, and you can say, I wish I hadn't done that. I wish I hadn't have made that decision. Let me tell you this. I can look back down 
the 40 years of living for God. And I've seen places, Brother Townley, that I wish I could do over. I wish I could go back and write a new decision there. I wish I could take that chapter out of my life and wad it up and throw it away and say, I'm going to write another chapter there. But I'm going to tell you, I'm never going to go back. I'm never going to undo. I'm never going to do it different. But one thing I can do, amen, I can say, Lord, from this day on, from this night on you say Rev I don't know if I can make it you can on your own but I'm going to tell you there's a loving Jesus that's here tonight there's a loving God that wants to put his hand in yours And change your story. And change your life. You say. Brother Burgess I've tried that before. Do it one more time. I've been in and out. Get in one more time. I've got in and couldn't live it. And things come between me and God. And I walked out on God. Do it one more time. Amen. The Lord's not looking back. I'm going to tell you. God is not, does not have an axe in His hand or axe handle. Standing over you tonight saying, I don't want anything to do with them. But I'm going to tell you, there's a loving God that has His hands out. That has His arms out and saying, uh, I'd like to touch you one more time. I'd like to give you the power and the Holy Ghost in your spirit and life one more time. I'd like to help you change your life story. I'd like to get you out of where you are, the condition you're in. Amen. I'd like to help you write brand new chapters. I'd like to help you write a story that people can read and say, what a story. What a story. Amen. They got up and put their sword on. And they said, God, I'm going to live for you. I'm going to let you give me the anointing of the Holy Ghost. And the power of God. I don't know this congregation. I don't know most of you. I don't know who you are and where you've been. But everybody in here has a story to tell. I was preaching one time and I had a young lady come to the altar. Didn't know anything about God. Weeping, crying. She said, Pastor, I don't think God wants me. I've been abused, scandalized, thrown in the garbage can. I don't know if God wants me. I had a hard time convincing her that Jesus died 
for people just like her. I wish I could write your story. I wish I could make the move for you. There's people in this building tonight that I don't even know. But I can just look and tell God, if I could, I'd crawl down the aisle and get in the altar and take their pen of life. And I'd change their book. But I'm going to tell you, I can't do it. Your family can't do it. You're going to have to look at the devil and say, Devil, I'm tired of you. I'm tired of the life that I'm living. I'm tired of the book that I'm writing. I'm going to make up my mind that I'm going to go and let Jesus take a hold of my hand. And I'm going to write a brand new chapter tonight. February the 27th, 2011. I made a decision that I was going to put the pen in the Lord's hand. And I won't help from Him. As she's saying, let's lift our hands and ask God to move here tonight. Is there anybody in this building that has felt touched tonight? feel like that you'd like to change your life story that you'd like the end of your story to be better than what you have written so far I'm going to ask you to step out in the aisle right now walk down to this altar and say Lord I want to write a new story You might say, but Brother Burgess, you don't know how much I've been hurt. God bless you, lady. I'm so happy that you're here tonight. God wants to write a brand new story. Come on, some ladies. Come on, ladies. He Come on, church, everybody. Come on. Come with the rest of the church, would you? Come on, I want to see this lady pray through the Holy Ghost. Help her God in the name of
Chapel to do a work in your life.